I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to My Millennial Career. My name is Shelley Johnson. I'm a HR consultant. Emily Bowen. Oh, hey, Shelley Johnson. (laughs) Uh, Look, I'm Emily Bowen and I work in recruitment. And today we're talking about six ways to build your confidence. We are. And I like to think this can be applied to most parts of your life, but we're all about careers. So we're going to talk specifically about building your confidence at work. And I think a lot of what we'll talk about will help you whether your goal is to seek a promotion, to diversify your skill set, or to perhaps even just try something new. Or to make a big career change. To kick us off, the first one that I want to share with you, the first trick or the first hack is to find role models. Now, what I mean by this is, if I can use an example I think will be relevant to a lot of us, I've certainly been there, we can have this little voice in our head that likes to tell us that because we're a particular age, particular gender, because we've come from a particular place, that we actually can't achieve something. We're too young, for example. And yet, if you go looking, you don't have to try too hard to find that that myth can be busted. So I would encourage you, if you've got a goal in sight and you've got a voice in your head that says, not at your age, you can't own a business, well, go on LinkedIn, look around, jump on Instagram, search around, and I bet you'll find a lot of examples of people who are killing it, owning their own business at any age. Yeah, it can apply to so many things. I think one of the things we often see is I'm too young to lead a team or I have never led people before, so I can't just apply for that job, that leadership role, because I can't, I don't have the, the experience. I love what you're saying, Em, that we can find those examples to counter our own internal narrative. And I feel so archaic and almost like a little bit ick saying this, but there's still that, uh, I guess, sentiment that we can have, which is, that's not a girl job. You know, girls can't do that job or girls can't succeed in that career path. And it goes both ways. There are absolutely other examples of that, regardless of gender. So whatever it might be that is holding you back, I'd encourage you to go out there, find some examples and bring yourself a level of confidence that it is possible because others before you have absolutely done it and they're killing it. So number two is to prioritise action over feeling. If you want to build confidence, act. Do. Do. Instead of, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. What I see happening is people feed the, I feel that I don't have the skills or I don't have what it takes or I don't feel that I can do that. And the weight they place on their feelings is greater than the weight they place on their actions. And that becomes problematic when it comes to confidence because action builds confidence. And often our feelings and our thoughts, they are associated with this idea of analysis paralysis. Like we can end up 
getting ourselves into a situation where we do nothing, time passes, and the more that we do nothing, the more we're tuning into our feelings rather than having a go, the harder or further away that, that idea of having a go or that goal seems. Robert Greene says he's an author and he has written some amazing books. Go and look him up. We'll put his info in the show notes. He says, always take action before you're ready. Yeah, I love that. Oh, it's such a good reminder. Easier said than done though, Rob. Easier said than done. But if we waited till we were ready, we'd never do anything. And all the successful people we see there, the people that we like kind of idolise, like your Steve Jobs, take any kind of entrepreneur and we look at those people and we think, wow, they're amazing. They took action way before they were ready. I would also encourage you to think of the times in your life where you have taken action before you were ready and maybe it didn't always work out perfectly. Sometimes it might have, but regardless, it would have worked out in some way, shape or form and there's no way you would be where you are if you hadn't had a go. I mean, from school to uni, uni to a job or an apprenticeship or on the job training, whatever it might have been, You've never done that before you started. Well, and I guess it's good to reverse engineer it. Don't take action until you're ready. If no one took any action until they were inverted commas ready, we wouldn't do anything. We wouldn't even be walking. That's right. Because how deep do we want to, and philosophical, do we want to get here? You know, it's like we would just sit still. And I mean, I've got a uh, one-year-old at the moment. He's just getting ready to walk. And it's such a good example because you see in little babies They start walking, they fall over a bazillion times. It's really hazardous, but they get there. And the same is for us as adults and as people. We do things before we're ready and that's how we learn and that's how we build confidence. Yeah, I love that. Number three, really practical, seek out study and training opportunities. Whether they're supported by your workplace or they're self-funded, there are many reasons why this can be really valuable to you and it will absolutely build your confidence. Often when you're studying or you're completing training, you not only learn the knowledge and bridge that gap, but you also get the opportunity to, in a really safe environment, have a go. And if you are applying for new jobs, for example, if that's part of your goal and your plan, then in many scenarios, having that qualification or that recognised training on your resume is going to get you places and going to give you that sense of confidence when you're looking at a job description and you're throwing your hat in the ring. The study and training opportunities can be those big things, those do your formal education. One of the things I've just recently signed up for that we were talking about before this recording was I'm doing a copywriting course. Oh, that sounds random for a HR professional. Exactly. And it's that thing of, oh, I want to learn this skill. It'll be relevant for me in my career. It'll broaden some of my um, capability, actually help me on LinkedIn more. Yeah, things that nice. are Things like that. that I'm, like, I'm going to do this online copywriting course because – I want to grow in that area. And so it's finding those things. They might be the big ticket items or the smaller items, but be pursuing those learning opportunities to build your confidence in areas. For me, copywriting is like, I'm not confident in that. I have no idea about that. But this process of learning builds my confidence. And it's connected to your goals at the moment. That's right. Yeah, love that. This is my favourite one, M. Number four. Yes, we're up to four. Care less. 
Yeah, that would be your favourite. <laughs> no, the way to well, I'm the kidding. way you don't need to. It's true. The way to build confidence is to care less. Care less about what other people think of you. Care less about the fear of failure. Care less about humiliation and embarrassment. Care less about the outcome. Yeah. Hmm. It's all about the journey. Okay. There's <laughs> a learning in everything. Cliches galore. You need to care less to build your confidence. And this has been a painful, painful lesson for me to learn. I had a guy that I worked with on my team and he was also studying psychology. And we used to get into these really deep chats and he had this amazing way of not caring. He had the, he would say this thing, it was so funny. At work, when an issue would come up, he's like, I have no care factor for that. And I'd be like, how could you not possibly care? Use me. I'm like, this is a really important issue. He's like, I just don't care about it. Yeah. And over time, I realised he never got phased by issues. He was consistently the one to speak up in meetings when no one else would. But he was viewed with such respect from the organisation because he just didn't care about things that weren't important. So I want to hang around here for a little bit because I'm concerned that our listeners are going to hear that as yeah, so just stop giving uh, like a whatever and just show up to a meeting and who cares if you get people offside, just say whatever you like and see ya. <laughs> yeah, and so I should apply some context. The context was I would go into meetings and a lot of my team who he, he worked with us uh, would go into meetings and we'd be so unconfident to speak up because we were worried about what people might think. And he, he would just have this beautiful way of saying what he thought because he didn't have this sense of fear or care factor for what people thought of him. But by the sounds of it, he was still respectful, considered. Absolutely. He wasn't a jerk. He was a really kind person. But the lesson that I learned from him was he just didn't place a disproportionate amount of weight on what people thought about him. He was more interested in I'm here to work and help this business succeed and by me withholding isn't going to help anyone and he just wasn't a slave to caring what people thought of him. It's like he's, uh, he sounds like he has a high level of comfort in regards to like his own ego as well. So he, you know, I think often our egos can get in the way when we're talking about being concerned for other people's opinions. Yes. But he sounds like he had just this amazing level of comfort, confidence in himself that that meant that he could put himself out there. Yeah, and I think there's a really strong relationship between your confidence and the care factor you have for what other people think. So if we care too much about the thoughts of other people, when we're going to hold ourselves back. We're going to, if I care too much about failure, I'm not going to take the step into something new. Yeah, yeah, that makes so much sense. Hey, thanks for listening. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we've created a bunch of different podcasts. So go and check out My Millennial Money, My Millennial Money Express, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Health, My Millennial Business, and Gen Z Money. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All right, this is my passion point. So uh, number five, and for me, the way that you can build confidence, and this is probably if you're listening and you're looking at moving into a new role, whether that be a promotion or a you know, step into a, something that you haven't done before, this is something that uh, I've seen work extremely well time and time and time again, and that is do the job before you get the job. I will talk for days about how valuable this is, if you'll let me, and Shelley won't. She will cut me off. But what I'm talking about here is you've got a couple of options. So I'm going to use the promotion example. If you can, you're sitting in a role and you can see that there's the next step in your career and that's a promotion into a, in a, to a leadership role, for example, and you're thinking, well, I really want that job. I'd be really great at that job. And when they give me that job, I'm going to start doing that job. That for me is like, no, like back away. Do not do it that way. It will actually never happen. You will never get that opportunity. Never is a strong word and I will stand by it. Uh, alternatively, if you seek out opportunities because you've identified that that's your goal, if you seek out opportunities to have a go at the elements of that role, to stand in for that role when that person is on leave, to informally step up in a respectful way and demonstrate that you can actually do that leadership role, then you will be more likely to be recognised by your peers and decision makers as somebody who is capable. Now, to go to an, the next level of that, I would say that you only need to aim for about 60% of that role. So if you can demonstrate that you can actually really do 60% of that job well, then that's not only going to open up those opportunities because those people around you are going to see that, but it's also going to mean that you've got a sense of self-confidence. You have been building over time that belief in yourself, that skill set, and that, I guess, ability or experience that when you do formally get that job, you can lean on, but you still have another 40% left that keeps it interesting because you still want that learning curve when you get that promotion. That, for me, is one of the most useful ways to build confidence. And benefit to that, side benefit, is that the people around you also have more confidence in you. So if we're particularly talking about moving into a leadership role, one of the most important traits of a leader is that or I guess keys to success, is that they have the belief of others and that they can persuade and influence and have others want to follow them. And so if you've already demonstrated to the people around you how competent and confident you are by doing 60% of it before you get the full 100, then you'll have the confidence of other people as well. And how do you do that 60% without stepping on someone's toes, say your own manager? Yeah. So it's funny, isn't it? Because we, we talked in another episode uh, about this idea of having, bo having a boss who believes in you and who really wants you to be better than them. 
and how powerful that is and how if you don't have that in your workplace, major red flag and you'll be really limited. And so if we consider the context is you've got a boss who believes in you and who wants you to do well, then I would encourage you to be having some really open communication with them about your development and that that's your intent and that you want to go far and serve the organisation and serve yourself at the same time. Because that can then open up some more, I guess, structured or formal opportunities, like I mentioned about if they go on leave uh, for a period that you could step into that role, at least in part, usually during a period of leave, you're not doing the full role, you're doing part of the role. So that can be a really awesome learning experience. But there can also be opportunities all around you to demonstrate leadership qualities or leadership ways of communicating. And again, our, you know, our episodes are just riddled with this sort of stuff. Uh, so I encourage you to just go back and listen to some of the, the topics that um, play into this idea of promotion and leadership that we have released. And there's lots of ideas in there about, well, if you're, you're responsible for a project or a piece of work, start behaving like a leader, not like a manager, but like a leader. So communicate openly, communicate early, uh, be proactive, uh, you know, be compassionate for the people around you, so many things. I mean, while we're talking about confidence, and this wasn't one of our, our points, but it really fits under this do the job before you get the job concept is having the boldness to ask. So I think about that example you had of manager going on leave. And if you're wanting to progress into leadership, a great thing to do is actually ask your manager, hey, could I please, would you ever consider me to step into that gap for you while you're gone? Because often companies don't just kind of designate, say, hey, you've got higher duties for three weeks because it's just not practical. But asking them to kind of agree to that can be those moments where it becomes a little bit more formal and they're starting to say, okay, well, you want that. Let's give you a go. And you're getting the experience, but they're getting evidence of you doing it. It might even be a piece of work. So they might not be going on leave, but there might be a piece of work where normally they would play the lead role and you would play uh, a different supporting role. I think that it's really realistic to sit with your manager and say, I'm really excited about this particular piece of work that's coming up. I'm wondering if you would be open to me taking more of a lead role on this occasion as an opportunity for me to develop. You know, I feel like uh, it would be a great one for you to still be pretty close by, but for me to start to dip my toe in the water and start to really extend myself and just ask if they're open to it. And again, if we come back to this idea that we're assuming we've got a good boss who is invested in our development, then I would see them as saying, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, again, you'll have your training wheels on so they won't be far away but you start to get more practical. Let's reverse, just reverse it for a second. What we want is to see you you do the job before you get the job. That's how you build confidence. Let's reverse it back for a second. If you don't take on any of the ownership of that role before you get it and you're going, say, for an interview for that job, you don't have the proof points, which means that when you're in that interview, that kind of comes out that, oh yeah, maybe I don't have that experience. And that comes out in your language, it comes out in your tone. And so the way, the reason why we want you to dip your toe in the water or more than that, we want you to get to say 60% of that job of doing it before you get it, is that you then have this muscle that you've built of confidence. You know that you can do a large volume of that work and therefore you're the best person for that role. And 
you go. Oh, and I, I was just going to add to this idea of being the best person for the role. For me, whenever I'm aiming for a promotion, I'm aiming to have the people around me whether it be the decision makers, my boss who's offering that promotion or who's, you know, got that authority to offer that, or it's the peers, I want people to go, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like I don't really want there to be too much excitement or surprise or shock. I actually want it to be, hmm, yeah, well, she was kind of already doing it anyway. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, no-brainer. That is, I can tell why you want to talk about this all day because it is a really good way of building confidence. Yeah, and I did take a lot of time there, but I hope. Uh, no, it's <laughs> really important. And, and it's such a good thing for in the business you're in, but also if you're interviewing or looking for work outside of the business, it's going to help you build that confidence to get that next opportunity. And so number six, is that where we're at? Number yeah, six. Yeah, this is our last one. Gee, we're, Think we're, how confident we're all going to be at the end of this. And also we're, we're confident and concise. Oh, well, <laughs> we are getting better. <laughs> our last one, number six, is accept the unknown. Over the last two years, we've just been accepting the unknown after unknown after unknown with the pandemic and COVID. And it has been something, a muscle, I think we've, we've talked about that before, but a muscle we've had to build. And one of the things of confidence, sometimes we look for, I have to have all that knowledge before I do something. Or all the information. Yeah. The crystal ball that doesn't exist. That's right. In your career though, there's going to be things that you don't know. And one of the encouragements I would have for you today is accept the unknown, but also trust your ability to figure it out on the fly. Trust your ability to wing some stuff. Why did I just get this um, visual of someone jumping out of a plane? I'm not sure, but that just happened. Well, do you know, so, okay, let's just just have this discussion. I, when I was 21, my best friend bought me a skydiving thing for my birthday. No longer friends, obviously. It was a horrible, horrible thing. (laughs) Did you do it? Yes. Yes, I did. And so she bought me this skydiving ticket and I was like, why on earth would you do that? Like I, I don't like heights. Mm. I don't like flying very much. Like I'm, I can get quite nervous on planes. And so the whole experience was completely unknown. Mm-hmm. And I did the whole thing where we were over the beach. It was in the end, it was the most amazing, crazy experience. I was on this high for days. But what I had to do in that time is accept that this person – Attached to me, the guy who was jumping out of this plane, he knew what he was doing and I trusted that, okay, I don't know all the things about this. Now, this is a random analogy, but if someone comes to you with an opportunity and says, hey, here's this project, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a challenge, can you do it? Well, if we, if we wanted to know all the ins and outs before we said yes, well, we wouldn't do it. It could even be a public speaking gig. Like if we think of what brings a lot of fear to people, uh, it could be a podcast. Uh, You know, that's probably one of our experiences that we had no idea. We could have uh, rocked up and had our mums listen and that would be about it, which is lovely, but, you know, scary. Uh, There's so many examples of where someone says, hey, would you want to do this? Yeah, and it's trusting that, okay, I might not know that, but I have the ability to learn it. Mm. And what do I know from my past experience? It's that I I can learn. Do you know the other one uh, that I think would come up for people often is studying late in your or later in your career. So very typical for people to leave school and do some form of study, whether that be a traineeship, apprenticeship or qualif- like a uniqual. 
But where I would see perhaps more fear come and more of that unknown and that questioning, can I do this, would be when you're in you're 30 perhaps and you've been working for 10 years and then there's this opportunity or this desire that you've got to do a degree and you're starting to think, oh, maybe I do want to study. But that would be quite daunting. You know, what is an essay? I have no idea. You know, yeah, at that point. Referencing? <laughs> yes. Oh dear. Oh, don't take me back. Um, but even something like that, I think, could play into this this point and uh, how what we should, I guess, tune into when we're trying to build our confidence to have a go. And we were chatting before this recording around accepting the unknown, but still looking into f- and trying to find out what information you can or yeah. what's available. So it's how Reduce do you balance? That gap balance it but know that yeah I can't have all of it but the information that I do have on balance looks all right and I'm just going to go for it well I guess if you accept the unknown then anything that you do learn along the way by asking questions or dipping your toe in the water that just becomes a bonus and it's like if I'm happy to accept 100% of it being unknown then I'm totally going to be happy to accept 80% or 60% or 40% I was chatting to someone the other day and they were talking to me, they're a, a researcher at a, and they do a lot of research on the future of work. And they were saying to me this thing of, we're not heading towards the future. The future is coming at us. Mm. The future is coming at us faster than we can ever predict. And that means the jobs that will be in, in the future will be completely and radically different to what we could have ever imagined. And all the stuff that she was saying, I was like, oh, so I don't know anything of what the future will look like. And if you think back to 2019, we would have never imagined the future we would live in now in 2022. But in that is this sense of I'm okay with the unknown because I have confidence that I can learn and figure it out on the fly. Yeah, and so you should. So there we have our six ways to build confidence. We encourage you to seek out role models. So they're examples of people who are similar to you that have achieved what you want to achieve. Prioritise action over feeling. Take on study and training opportunities. They could be a short course or something that you're going to commit to for, for several years. Care less. That doesn't mean being not considered in what you say and what you do, but it does mean placing the right amount of less emphasis on what other people think. Big fave for me is do the job before you get the job. Build the confidence in yourself and of your peers by doing the job to at least 60% and then taking on the rest of the 40% as a learning curve to enjoy and be challenged by. And finally, accept the unknown. Anything that you can learn along the way will be a bonus. We just want to say thank you if you're a long-time listener or a new listener. We really love having you part of our My Millennial Career community. You can join us on Instagram, My Millennial Money or the Facebook group. And please, we'd love if you could leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show and share it with your friends. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate hanging out again. See ya. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we've created a bunch of different podcasts. So go and check out My Millennial Money, My Millennial Money Express, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Health, My Millennial Business and Gen Z Money. 
Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.